0: If you're here right now listening to my voice, then it may be a sign, a sign that you're ready to tap into your spiritual power and learn deep wisdom in the process. So without further ado, welcome to The Adam Harmon Show. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Adam Harmon, your host of The Adam Harmon Show. So good to have you here today. This is our fourth episode And we're talking about something really interesting, the power of embracing your true identity to really attain miraculous outcomes in your life. What does that mean? So many people in the audience, and I have to include myself in this as well, have found points in our lives where we've done certain things that weren't expressing our true views or who we truly are to just try to fit in. Have you ever felt like you didn't fit in? It's not a good feeling. One of the lines that I heard once from a guru was, if you can't fit in, maybe it's time to lead. And he was referring to this concept of your unique contributions to the world. When you try to fit in, you try to become someone else. And the easiest person to be in life is yourself. And the most ingenuine person is being someone else. People can see when you're being in genuine and being yourself builds such great respect and following that individuals will have loyalty for you and you will have friends forever. If you express your unique contributions, they may not fit into what the rest of the group thinks, but they will state your divine contributions to the world and your perspective in thus. Even things like using role models, to a certain extent, if it is done too much or too extremely, is trying to be like another person. No one can do you as well as you. And when you try to do someone else in regards to acting out what they would do, it seems ingenuine to a great extent. Yes, use those best practices that were created by their individuals, but being them, well, that's another story. So many individuals in an attempt to overcome challenges in their life or have greater perspective will say things like, what would Jesus do? Well, that's great if you can use the best practices from the Bible, the red letters in the Bible where it was Jesus speaking in there about all of his different wisdom, using that as a resource. But when you try to embody another person, any other person, then you are circumventing your ability to express who you are. You were given these divine gifts when you came down here, and they were meant to be used. You weren't meant to be like anyone else. Your daddy may have been a lawyer, but maybe you shouldn't be a lawyer. Ever think of that one here? Now, you don't want to rely too heavily on adaptation and adapting to the crowd, because no one will see your unique contributions. And in thus, your mission will be much harder to attain. So here's the point here, is to find out who you truly are. Now, that's a silly question. You're standing there going, I'm so-and-so. I'm Bob Jones. No, 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 no. Who you are in characteristic, in strength, in divine will, and in purpose. That is what I'm talking about here. And most people don't know that. You know, the number one thing that clients ask me is, can you help me with my life purpose, my life mission? I did an entire episode, episode one of the podcast on that. Great episode, got lots of great feedback on it please check it out. But so many people ask this question. And realistically speaking, sometimes, I'm just saying sometimes here, it's good to get an objective observation on who you are. Sometimes your friends see the strengths in you that you overlook. Many times you look at them and go, I've had them my entire life. They can't be that special. But I guarantee you, you have special and unique contributions to offer this world. And that's why you're here. So With that in mind, let's go down the quest of finding out who you truly are. Yes, you can do the things that I mentioned in episode one and get the worksheet in episode one that I offer anyone for free to find out what your life purpose is. But let's talk about your strengths and characteristics and get it from an objective point of view, another individual. Here's what I did in my book, Seeing the Angel in the Mirror, available on Amazon.com for 1111. Love that number. And yes, that was a plug there's a section in there called Creating Your Higher Self Consultant. Interesting concept, your higher self consultant. Everybody within new age philosophy speaks of your higher self, the better you, but it's still you. All right, remember, you're not Jesus Christ, but your higher self is you. You may not be expressing it, but it is most native to what you believe and what drives you. What I did to get this objective view of who I am, is I went to 10 individuals that I know. Individuals who I like talking to. Individuals who I feel energized after I talk to them. Good folks who have good things to say. And I went to them and I gave them each an envelope with my address on it and a stamp. And I also gave them a sheet of paper and asked them to write down 10 words which describe me. Adjectives, adverbs, whatever. They sent them back to me and I compiled the list of all of the things that people observe in me. I noticed something very interesting, two things. First of all, there were many things there that I didn't think were too special inside myself, but other people did. And then secondly, there were things about myself I never even recognized. As a matter of fact, if I was to create a character, which I did with my better self consultant and look at all the characteristics of that individual, then I was anywhere between 50% and 100% better than I thought I was. I was this amazing individual, and it was amazing just to take a look at that list. Then I said to myself, well, how do I embody this? How do I utilize these characteristics to overcome my major challenges in life? So what I did is I decided to create a character in the same way people envision Jesus Christ. I called my better self consultant, Jeffrey Tyler. And what I did at that point was I wrote down four of my top challenges in life two of which I'd had for many, many years. And I wanted an advisor to give me a step-by-step approach to resolve these challenges. So with all of the characteristics that I wrote down about Jeffrey Tyler, I envisioned him the same way people envision Jesus Christ to say, what would Jesus do? And I had an imaginary interview with Jeffrey Tyler and I started taking down notes. I posed each one of the challenges to Jeffrey Tyler and said, what would you do? And all of a sudden started writing pages and pages of notes many of them detailed instructions to overcome these issues. My goodness, within three weeks after that exercise and me making application of those specific steps to overcome those challenges, three out of those four major challenges in my life were totally resolved. So having this ability to embody who you truly are and accept your unique contributions in that process allows you to overcome challenges and walk through all of them smelling like a rose. These exercises of what would Jesus Christ do? In my case, what would Jeffrey Tyler do? They can be increased in effectiveness and overcome challenges as they come, not just a written down list. And we do this by understanding the difference between mental belief and physical belief. I call that physical faith. Let's talk about mental faith, first of all. What is mental faith? Mental faith is when your neighbor down the way who you've known for seven years, his name's Bob. And Bob comes over and says, can I borrow one of your three bicycles? Mine's in the shop and I want to go on a bike ride with my kids. Now, you've known Bob for seven years down the road. Seems like a stand-up type guy. You know where he lives. So you say, sure, no problem. You can have one of my three bicycles. The next day goes by and Mary, a mutual friend of you and Bob's, says, hey, have you seen Bob around anywhere? And you say, yeah, I just saw him yesterday. I loaned him one of my bikes. And Mary goes, oh my God, bad move. I loaned him one of my bikes three years ago and I never got it back. That introduction of this new information about Bob took your faith in him and drastically lowered it. So that concept of mental faith is constantly shifting. Let's take a look at the difference between that and physical faith. Physical faith is more like the faith that you have in the sun, that it will rise each morning. It's been happening ever since you've been an itty-bitty baby, and you have this faith that is so deeply ingrained in your body that it's literally almost at the subatomic level. If for some reason you woke up tomorrow morning and the sun wasn't out, and you waited around until 11, wondering what's going on, and then you hear over social media from the scientists that they've lost the sun, they can't find it. That betrayal of that physical faith would actually form pain in your body and possibly panic. That's what physical faith is. It's deep. It's hard to break. And when you do, it's painful. But there are positive aspects of physical faith. And one of those positive ways to use physical faith is to A, find out who you are. And I did that with the Better Self Consultant approach that I had in my book. And then B, to feel it in your body. You can literally feel things in your body and it can change your physical abilities. It can change your outcomes in life, your ability to see opportunities in your life that you were never able to see before. Yes, truly identifying with who you are in a state of physical faith is powerful. Let me give you an example of this. There was an experiment once done, and there were two studies actually published on it. And a group of individuals, these were men between the ages of 18 and 80, were told to do as many push-ups as they can to exhaustion. They measured the amount of push-ups they were able to do as their baseline. The second thing they measured was magnetic phosphorus resonance of their muscles. What does that mean? It means it's measuring the amount of ATP production at the level of muscle cells, which means the production of energy in your body. And then one week later, after all of them had a chance to recuperate, they once again were told to do as many push-ups as they could, but at the same time, say out loud, I am weak. I am weak. This was that physical belief inside of them. Well, they did that, measured both the amount of push-ups and the amount of ATP production at the muscular level, and they found out something interesting. They did, on average, 23% less push-ups, and the ATP production was 24% less. Interesting, right? They all stood there going, wow, this wasn't my best day. Then, one week later, they did this again, but in the push-ups, all of them were told to say out loud, audibly, so people could hear it around them, I am strong they increased 37% over the baseline of the first time they did the testing. 37% more push-ups on average. All individuals had increases, but on average, 37% more push-ups. And then they looked at the ATP production. They found 38% increase in ATP. Wow. This was not just a psychological thing. This was a real thing. So what I'm really trying to say here is that when you believe and feel it at a deep level in your body of who you really are, then guess what? Your life changes. You're able to do amazing things. So let's talk about a technique that I utilize with my clients that seems to be very effective in allowing individuals to have that deep physical faith of their higher self. So they can operate in the real world, not just to answer certain challenges, but to have with you all the time to be that higher self. Well, one of the things you want to do is you want to look at that list of comments and start to visualize what that person would look like. How would it feel to be that avatar, to be that higher self? Ask yourself that question. And then notice in your body where you have that feeling of your higher self the most. It doesn't have to be in your head or in your crown chakra. Don't overthink this one. It could be in your heart, could be in your intestines, could be at your solar plexus, wherever it is. I want you to start feeling that feeling of being your higher self. It's time to start playing. It's time to start acting because in this moment of creativity, all things start. So when you feel it in your body, let's say you feel it in your heart feel your heart and breathe into your heart. And with every breath you take, allow that feeling to get larger and larger. Go on a walk out in the world, feeling that feeling in your heart and breathing, where it gets a little bit larger with every breath. And as it starts to get larger and fill past your heart into your chest, keep on breathing, keep on walking, keep on feeling what it would be like to be that individual, that avatar, that better self. Let it spread through your arms and down your legs, to the ends of your toes and to the ends of your fingertips, to the top of your head, and keep on breathing. And when it encompasses your entire body with every breath, then imagine it becomes more intensified. You start feeling as if you are that person. In that process, you will have resistance. Because your body is so used to you holding the vision of who you believe you are in the past, which was all related to adapting to the world around you. Now this is something different. Keep on pushing through. Keep on trying that exercise every single day until your body gives in and starts to become you, your true you, your true identity, your true higher self. There's so many different ways in which this helps people out there, and I am so glad to help you with this process. Until next time, this has been The Adam Harmon Show. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. If you're interested in booking a session, receiving intuitive coaching, or learning more about my spiritual self-help books, please email me at theadamharmanshow at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-A-D-A-M. H-A-R-M-A-N show at gmail.com. Take care and have a great day. We'll catch you on the next episode of The Adam Harmon Show.